I would imagine that a number of you have seen the movie Saving Private Ryan. And I remembered it this week, or last, last week, as I was preparing for this service, um, because I could not think of a better way to, to communicate a particular message that I, I think we should have communicated today. We're going to see it in the Word of God in just a minute, that it's not just from a movie. It's the message that John Miller, in the movie, uh, which, by the way, is based on a true story, communicated with his very last breath. Now, maybe you couldn't hear what he said because he's whispering in his dying breath, but what he says to Private Ryan on that bridge in World War II is he said, earn this. Earn this. In other words, um, to live a life worthy of the sacrifice that had been made for him. Because the movie is a story about how many people had suffered and died to give Ryan his life. That they had gone into the battlefield to search for this one young man because um, the, the army or the military realized that all of his other brothers had been killed in war. And they said the last one can't be killed. And so they literally went to look for him and find him. And so he says, earn this to live a life worthy of the sacrifice that had been made for him because so many had suffered and died to give Ryan life and freedom. Um, And the only fitting response could be to earn it. And he understood what that meant, to to earn it, to to live a good life. And that's why the older Ryan, when when he changes into the older man standing at the cemetery, he says to his wife, was I a good man? Did I live a good life? And he was asking this question. He's saying he wants to know, was the life that he lived now that he was an old man and and all these people that died for him didn't get to live life? Did the life that he lived, was that life worthy of the sacrifice that it made for him? That's what the whole movie is about. And I think that's a question that all of us really need to ask ourselves at a Veterans Day service. I think that's the most important question we should ask. Am I living a life today worthy of the sacrifice that has been made by countless men and women to give me freedom. You see, as Americans, we have a precious gift. One that we can easily take for granted. Matter of fact, if you've never lived anywhere else in the world, you probably don't realize how great a freedom, what a great gift freedom is. You know, we had the privilege as as a family to live in Cambodia. And to live in a place where there is no freedom When you come back and experience freedom, you understand that. I'll never forget the day our family moved back from Cambodia and we got to LAX, and maybe I've told you this, and there was a a very large female officer, African-American lady, with a gun on her side at the airport. I literally wanted to run up and kiss her on the mouth because it was the first person I had seen with a gun who didn't want to rob from me in the last many years. You know, and, and that's all part of freedom. As Americans, we have this precious gift. One that I think we really do and can take for granted is the gift of freedom. We have freedom to worship. We have freedom to pursue life as we desire. We have the freedom to choose leaders. And we have the freedom to protest if we don't like the leader that was selected. That's all because of freedom. We have the freedom to travel and to buy and to enjoy life. We have the freedom to pursue an education or to not pursue an education. And that freedom has come as a price, at a price. And you see, 
it would be great if that reality were not true. It would be great if freedom didn't come at a price. That freedom and liberty were simply universal realities. What would be wonderful in a fairy tale world if that were true, but it's not the case. Reality proves it. History proves that freedom and liberty are not universal realities. As a matter of fact, most of people on planet Earth do not live with any level of freedom and liberty. And what we understand as Americans is that freedom has come at a high price. The price of conflict, the price of bloodshed, the price of great resources have been spent in order to provide us with such freedom. And in light of that, we should ask the same question that Private Ryan asked himself. Am I living a good life? Am I a good person? Am I living in a way that honors the price that has been paid to give me such a life? I believe we should ask that question of ourselves. But I want you to understand something as you ask yourself that question. Realize this, that, that, that this isn't simply a question that would arise out of a Hollywood movie, even though it's based on a true story. That's not a question simply derived from a bunch of people sitting in Hollywood and say, this would be interesting to watch. This is the same question, or I could say this, the same instruction that God gives to each of us in His Word. And I think it's just ironic that as we came to veteran service today, going through Ephesians as a church on this day, we come to a particular verse, a couple verses, that speak to this exact question. And Stephanie, if you'd, you'd put that on the screen here. Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. Listen to what it says. It says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Look at what Paul says to Christians here. You would swear he's, he's um, Captain Miller on the bridge with Private Ryan, saying this in just a little different format. Look what, Paul, what he says here to Christians. Be careful how you live. In other words, earn it. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. If anyone should understand that we should live lives worthy of the sacrifice that has been made for them, it should be Christians of all people in the world. For, you know, for all people understand something about sacrifice that, that, that others have made for them. You know, yes, all people can understand the sacrifice of maybe one person dying for another person in war, but Christians, we understand sacrifice on a whole nother level. We understand the sacrifice of God Himself. For God Himself so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son into the world that who would ever believe in Him would not perish but would have everlasting life. The very Son of God, the eternal member of the Trinity, left His glory in heaven to come to our world so that He could be a substitute for the punishment that we deserve because of our sins. In love, God Himself pursues us like that team pursued Private Ryan in the theater of war. He pursues us. We sinned and He came to us to pay the price for our sins, the ultimate sacrifice. And he did it with love and grace in order to reveal the reality of who God is. 
He sacrificed willingly to reveal the unimaginable, limitless love of God for humanity. He came in a way that we can understand. He came as one of us to show us who God is. And you know what he shows? That God is always loving, always forgiving, always self-sacrificing. Sometimes we don't think of God in those terms, but God is a self-sacrificing God. Some people, a lot of times, we have a wrong view of God. We think God's this angry old guy sitting up in heaven waiting for us to mess up. No, the scriptures say just the opposite. He's just a God of incredible love who sacrifices himself for us. He searches for us in a war zone. That's what he does. Of all people in the world, Christians should understand the idea of living lives worthy of the sacrifice that God has made for us. So what's the Apostle Paul say here? He says, so to you and I, be careful how you live or earn it, some, some form of that. Be careful how you live. Don't live it like fools, but like those who are wise. And I think that causes us to ask another question. Are we thinking about our lives in this fashion? Have we ever thought about this? How am I living? Are we living in line with the wisdom of God? You know, we can understand his wisdom. He says, don't be a fool, but be wise. We can understand his wisdom from his word, from the Holy Scriptures. And we ask the question, are we living by the wisdom of his word? Are we living the good and beautiful life that God intends his children to live? Living lives of following after Jesus. Living lives of forgiveness. Living lives of of worship. Living lives of love living lives of blessings towards other, living lives of being self-sacrificing? Or are we simply existing? And the very real possibility exists that we are. Are we simply existing, never taking time to examine our own existence from any perspective other than simple self-interest? What's in it for me? Are we doing that? Are we asking those questions? Or do we just live our lives in existence simply from the perspective of what's in it for me? The Apostle Paul says, be careful how you live. In other words, think about it. Live with intention. Live with purpose. Live worthy of the sacrifice that has been made for you. That's what he's getting at in the text in Ephesians. And the Apostle Paul goes on there to say that we should live in such a way that not only do we live wise instead of foolish, but we make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Well, Private Ryan understood that to mean that he should be a good man, that he should be a family man, that he should contribute to society for the better, and that's all correct. But the Christian needs to understand that there's more to it than just that. That's good, but there's more. We need to make the most of every opportunity in these evil days in a very particular way. By helping all people come to realize that God loves them and wants to help them and heal them and be with them. When the Apostle Paul said, understand what the Lord wants you to do in verse 17, this is what the Lord wants you to do in light of the sacrifice that's been made for you. As a nation but also as a Christian. As a Christian, it's to help all people see that Jesus gave his life for all humanity and that anyone and everyone can come to him for true life and eternal freedom. So how do we do this? How do we reveal Jesus' reality to a world that's around us? And as it says here, a world of evil days. 
In Ryan's, it's a war. For us, it's, it's living in a, in a world that's right now upset and in turmoil. Some are happy, some are sad because of an election result. If it went the other way, some would be happy and some would be sad the other way. In a day of, in a day of family turmoil and illness and death, how do we do that? How do we reveal Jesus' as reality to the world around us in evil days? Well, it's maybe two things we do. First of all, this is going to sound real simple, but it's not that simple, but it deals with a posture of life, a position towards life. And it's this. We live like Jesus in evil days. We invite the reality of Jesus into our lives so that he can shine through us. And how does he shine through us? He shines through us through the ways he shined, through things like self-sacrifice. He shines through us when we love instead of hate. He shines through us when we're generous instead of stingy. He shines through us when the joy of the Lord is real in our lives because of an internal transformation in Christ's likeness and we really are joyous no matter what happens, even if our candidate loses. He shines through us when we're kind, when everybody around us is unkind. He shines through us when we forgive, when everybody in the world says, you don't have to forgive, you don't have any reason to do it, you have a right to not forgive. But Jesus modeled for us, you forgive. Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. The words he uttered when he hung on a cross. And how do we live good in this bad days? How do we live like Jesus in a world that's gone awry? We forgive when everybody else doesn't. We stand out as different. So the first thing we do to reveal Jesus to the the world around us, and we have to ask, remember he says, think about how you live. Ask yourself the real question, the hard question. Do I live like that? Or do I only live like that at church? Do I only live like that when I'm surrounded by a group of Christians? But at my job, you can't tell the difference between me and anybody else. That my business dealings are no different than anybody else in the business world. That my speech is no different than anybody else's speech around the water cooler. We ask ourselves those questions. How do I reveal Jesus in a world that's at war? The first thing is I live like Jesus. But then there's something else that we do after we live like Jesus. And I think the order is important here. After we establish a life of, of living a good and beautiful life. Not perfect, but one that we are allowing Jesus from the inside out. And we're intentionally evaluating our life and saying, shine through me, Lord, in this difficult world. Then we do the next thing. You know what that is? We speak. We open up our mouths and we talk. We tell others what a difference Jesus has made in our lives. We tell about the peace we have because we know that God's in control no matter who wins the election. We tell about the joy we have as we learn to live in the reality of God's presence. We tell about the love we have because Jesus' love has changed us and dwells within us. We tell about the freedom we have because we've experienced the release from, from, the, from sin. We've received forgiveness and God's empowerment to change the ultimate freedom. Greater than the freedom that can be won by war is a freedom that can be won inside of you because you accept forgiveness and you receive the joy of sins forgiven, ultimate forgiveness and freedom. You know what we do? We tell our stories. That's how we live right. That's how we, how we live right and, and be wise and, and be conscientious about how we live. We, we, we speak the truth of what Jesus is doing in our lives, even in a world that says, we don't want to hear it. Now, you'd be wise about it. But when you shine, and eventually people are having struggles, 
you say, let me tell you what got, you through, got me through my struggle. And his name is Jesus. Friends, there's no better way to make the most of every opportunity in these evil days than to point people to Jesus. Because who is he? He is the Prince of Peace. At wartime, he is the Prince of Peace. So friends, today is a day of veteran service. It's a day that we think about sacrifice and our response to sacrifice. The sacrifice of soldiers for our freedom and most importantly, the sacrifice of Jesus for our salvation. And then we respond. How do we respond? As Paul said to respond. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Friends, let's be people who live well in light of the sacrifices that have been made for us. And surely, one of the ways to honor that sacrifice is by every one of us coming to terms with what Jesus has done for us. You know, maybe you're here today and you've never really come to terms with Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. The reality is you can do that today. The truth is He sacrificed Himself for you. The same way that Miller sacrificed himself for Ryan in the movie. He sacrificed himself for you so that you could find freedom and forgiveness in Him. And what He wants us to do, every person, is to turn to Him. It begins simply like this. You just talk to God, who's right here, right now. And you simply give your life to Him. You ask Him to come into your life. You ask Him to set you free from the pain of sin and the pain of hurt in your life. And you can do that today simply by asking Him into your life. And you know what? Maybe you're here today and, and you say, I've never thought of that before. I've never thought of the sacrifice made for me before. But now you have. I'd love to give you an opportunity to respond to that. I'm going to invite us. Suzanne would just come to the keyboard and just play for a moment. I'm going to just lead us in a prayer. Would you join me this morning as we close our service together before the flag is retired? Father, we're looking at sacrifice. We're looking at the fact that sacrifice has been made for us. That that other people paid the price so we can have what we have. We see it as a, in a national level and we are so grateful. But Lord, now we've kind of taken a step back and we look at it as a spiritual level. That the ultimate sacrifice is that Jesus, you came and you gave yourself for us. And just maybe, in light of that, someone would be sitting here today would say, you know what, I've never come to terms with that, but, but this I know. Something inside of me is saying, I need the Lord. Something inside of me is saying, I really do need Jesus, that, that I'm tired of struggling with sin. I'm tired of guilt. I'm tired of living in unforgiveness. I want freedom inside. But Jesus offers that to us. If that's you today, what you could simply do right there in the quietness of your seat. You can pray something like this. Dear Jesus, I need you. I give my life to you today. 
Would you help me? Would you free me? Would you forgive me? And on this day, I ask you, Lord, come into my heart. Make me brand new. And from this day forward, God, help me to live in the freedom that you've offered to me. So on this day, I receive you into my life. I invite you to make me brand new. Thank you, Jesus. You prayed with that today in a way that you're saying, you know what, I really know I need I need the Lord. Here's what I know. The Lord hears you. He welcomes you. And you start a you're just saying, I want to begin this brand new journey. You want help on that journey. As a church, we're here for you. We love nothing more than as a bunch of people trying to figure this out together. Walk on the path together of walking with Jesus. So we invite you. We'll help you in any way. Come talk to us. We're glad to help you as you you figure out what this life with Jesus is.